0: Hello, and welcome to Marie Manu Cherry Show. I'm live here in Seattle. A little bit rainy out there, I must admit. But, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but a, quite normal for this time of year for us. Although I am starting to notice a little bit of water in my garage. It's raining so much that my driveway is a little bit full of water. Yeah, but this is how Christmas is for us in the Northwest. We get a lot of rain. That means we have a lot of snow in the mountains. So all the people who know how to ski or who like to ski get to have lots of fun this year. That's true. That's true, yeah. And
1: for a second there, I was worried that you were going to Burst out into that cheesy song "Christmas in the Northwest." <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: I am such a terrible singer. You will never have to worry about me bursting out in song. It's not going to happen. I think that would
1: be fun for the show someday.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure be very funny. The karaoke version <laughs> yeah.
1: of the Marie Mandicherry show. You're so cute. Or the Marie Mandicherry show, the musical.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have musicals to take are very popular. Years these of days, singing so. lessons, or have a step in, you know, person to sing for me. That that might work. Uh, so, you know, it, it is predicted that tomorrow is the end of the world, right? You, you know this? The Mayan calendar ends officially tomorrow.
1: Right, right. That's what uh, they say. So it's the end of the say. world.
0: And so Alyssa and I were talking about, then why did we go Christmas shopping? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, because, of course, it won't be the of end of Of course it won't
0: be. But I was thinking, I, I was actually looking at Facebook, and Dougal Frazier, who's been on this um, uh, radio program many, many times, uh, he wrote in there, since it's the end of the world, which, of course, he doesn't believe it will be, mm-hmm. he's going to eat lots of pizza, Today, Well, I was going to say yeah. we, this
1: should be holiday treat day because, Seriously, you know, a lot of people probably been going, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to skip that <laughs> holiday treat because trying to watch my way. But, right. you know, tomorrow could be the end of the world. So indulge.
0: Exactly. I have a, a whole little thing. Of, <laughs> and then
1: regret it tomorrow. And we'll
0: regret it when we realize the world doesn't. And That's yes, right. I have some chocolate caramels sitting in the cupboard that have been staring at me that I have not indulged in. But I think tonight they're going to meet their maker. Well, so. see, I've
1: been putting off all my Christmas shopping <laughs> just in case. Because I figure, right? you know, I don't want to be like going, oh, why did I spend all that time Christmas shopping? Oh. <laughs> Wait If it's the end of the world. but Right. right. So I'll, I'll have a lot to do this week. You're going to have a lot
0: to do. <laughs> Although Amazon is doing an excellent job. I bought a lot of things online this year. And I love how they it practically comes to my door in like two or three days. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, with a box that I can just wrap. You know, So I'm like... Very, very happy. Well, to everyone who's worried about the end of the world, um, we're pretty sure it's not going to happen. If it does, maybe it'll be in the early hours when you're still sleeping and you won't skip a beat. We'll just move off to the next uh, incarnation. But no, it's not going to happen anyway. But, you know.
1: Just... Well, I just think it's, you know, so the, the minds had to end the calendar somewhere so they right. could finally make a new one. You know
0: what I mean? <laughs> and so... then they disappeared. They're a very interesting culture where we can't find yeah. a lot of ruins um, right. where their bodies would be. Um, so we, it's a fascinating um, dynamic to their dimension. Like, where did they? Well, when out? you're
1: in the calendar business and you, <laughs> and you make a calendar that lasts, you know, a couple, a few thousand years,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> you know, you go out of business pretty quick.
0: <laughs> That's great. That's lovely. Well, today I have the pleasure and the joy of interviewing Christopher Rindström. He's been on the show many times, by the way. He's one of my favorite astrologers, incredibly accurate. He's been a practicing astrologer since 1985. Renstrom currently writes the Daily Horoscope for the San Francisco Chronicle, replacing Jeannie Dixon of sfgate.com, now the exclusive astrologer for Patty Stranger, the Millionaire Matchmaker. And those, uh, I, I read those whenever Christopher puts them on his Facebook page, and they are really good, by the way. Um, His forecasts appear weekly on pattyknows.com. Most recently has been voted Best Astrologer by City Weekly's Best of Utah 2012. He also created the horoscope column for Allure magazine and has been carried on Verizon, Sprint, and Altel. Um, Rulingplanets.com, which is Christopher's website, is a vision of an online subscription-based interactive astrology magazine. And his book, Ruling Planets, love that book, was published by HarperCollins in 2002 and has been sold out of print. Fortunately, I have a copy, so uh, that's a a lucky thing. Welcome to the show, Christopher.
2: Thank you, Marie. Thank you for having me on again.
0: Of course. My pleasure. So you've been busy uh, because the Utah Ballet was playing at the Kennedy Center in D.C. recently. Yes, Ballet
2: just uh, played at the Kennedy Center, uh, Nutcracker, and sold out the entire week run, which is very exciting. So exciting. Yeah, and uh, we've uh, pretty much sold out the season here in Salt Lake City, and the dancers get a little time off before they get ready to film season two of Breaking Point. Oh which my begins
0: gosh! In I was that <laughs> congratulations. So, for those of you who don't know, Christopher's partner Adam is the creative director for Ballet West in Utah. And it was recently, um, Breaking Point was a reality show last year, uh, well, actually yeah. last season. Um, and it did so well, they're carrying another season. Okay, now. It must. And they
2: added more episodes.
0: Oh, my gosh. I know. That's got to be hard, though, you know. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) On everybody, you know, Adam. Well,. uh... Adam and I have a
2: general rule, which is no reality near the house. No.
0: (laughs) Sweet. We're not going to see your house or your bedroom or the kitchen. right? No, that's not happening. The cameras
2: and the reality are completely in the theater (laughs) with the dancers and the Oh, my gosh. Well, because, you know, um, I don't know if I told you this or not, but my episode for Patty Stenger airs on January 10th.
0: Oh, my gosh. No, we're going to be watching that. So for everybody (laughs) again, Christopher Renstrom was actually on the Patty Strangers, uh, you know, Million Dollar Matchmaker show as her astrologer, which you Are for the show, but they did an episode and filmed you in it, and that's going to be on January 10th.
2: That's January 10th when it airs. I found out that it's actually part of the season premiere.
0: Wow,
2: it looks like I survived the cutting room floor, but you know, one never knows what editing can do.
0: (laughs) Well, I cannot wait to watch it. I can't wait. So, is it weird working on this dating show, you know, where you have these millionaire people, men and women, but mostly men, who are looking for their better half? who's hopefully not a gold digger, and, you know, so how is that?
2: It's uh, well. It involves a lot of scrutiny um, <laughs> and a lot of fact checking, and you also have to have a certain amount of sensitivity to you know the people that you're talking on talking to on both ends of the uh, matchmaking uh, circuit that's that's taking place there. So yeah, it can be a little it can be a little bit. Mm-hmm. You have to have a lot of discretion and sensitivity. Would probably be the best way of having of saying
0: it. <laughs> discretion and sensitivity and, and, and humor, sensitivity. humor right? <laughs> yeah. I also heard this season. Um, because Patty is single again that it's a little bit about her is that true
2: yeah. And um, she wanted to make it more focused because, you know, a lot of times people were saying, oh, you know, it's easy for you to comment on this or say this <laughs> or that or whatever, you know, but what about your own rules? Like, how do they apply in your own life? Oh. And she was like, you know what? Okay, if I'm going to be putting this out there, then I have to test drive it with my own life and I oh. will go ahead and do exactly that.
0: Wow. Well, yeah. so, sounds very exciting. Your life is very exciting. I mean, publicly <laughs> speaking, you and Adam are on the spotlight.
2: I know. At the same time. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Different
0: networks. (laughs) (laughs) But that's adorable. That's adorable. So, you know, um, I I think you're a lot of people who know you know that you recently lost your mother, and and we send you great love and light and condolences. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I. Uh, one of the things that's kind of whatever about it is that I think I had one of the best possible relationships that you could have with your mother. I mean, she, she has always been my best friend and, and my closest companion. And, you know, it's, it's hard, but at the same time, you know, it was such and is such really is such a fulfilling relationship that she's so close to me. And, um, you know and and continues in my heart and my soul and lecturing in the back of my head <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you are very lucky we don't get to hear people say that very often about their parent relationships, particularly moms. Moms get, you know.
2: Sure. Well, she was a wonderful person. She, uh, very Sagittarius, very optimistic, would always say to me, I don't do negative. It's a downer. Wow. (laughs) And and she was very bold, you know, with that kind of uh, spiritual courage and, and enthusiasm and was a terrific role model. I mean, she handled and faced a lot of difficulty in her life and she just like barreled right on through, and she never lost her faith, and she never lost her optimism, and uh, she was always a very heroically upbeat person.
0: Wow. Well, again, you know, our deepest condolences, and Thank you. you're welcome, and I'm so happy that you had that kind of, and still have that type of relationship with your mother. That's a blessing.
2: It is a blessing, and it's and, and it's a gift, and um, and one that I, that I really treasure, really,
0: oh. really treasure. Oh, wow. Well, you know, so I I would love to talk about your mom all all hour, actually, because I think it's a fascinating conversation. And I think it's really nice for people to hear, you know, such authentic experiences, you know, in this parent-child realm, because it's not a common experience. But we also have to talk about astrology.
2: Yeah, and and the fact that our life will go on after tomorrow. I know,
0: right? So I really shouldn't eat pizza because, you know, I don't eat wheat anyway. But, you know, because I was kind of thinking on the way home, no, I, I really don't believe it in either. But I could stop at, you know, uh, one of those really great, wonderful pizza places and get like my favorite Hawaiian with a wheat crust <laughs> because <laughs> I won't have a stomachache the next day because, you know. But, I think you should
2: absolutely celebrate because, you know, they're going to have a new doomsday du jour like within a week or two. So
0: <laughs> you're so I'm sure so they'll come cute. up with a
2: new calendar or new something or other.
0: Well, when we last spoke, you talked about how you felt um, this end of the world kind of doomsday, you know, uh, calendar, as you described it, right. was really about us shifting into a really positive place for all of us, for humankind, you know?
2: Yeah, we're well, we're at an extraordinary uh, place uh, astrologically. I mean, there's a lot of talk about the galactic center and and the uh, lineup of the planets and things like this. And, you know, even though we laugh and we joke and we say there have been many doomsdays before, and there have been, and we've survived them all, nevertheless the planets have uh, created certain alignments, uh, planted certain seeds that have gone on to, um, that we can date to the configurations that have gone on to have really world-changing impacts and and dramatic repercussions, and, and many of them for the better. But I think whenever—it's it, always easier, I think, for people to dread and to fear than it is for people to do and to— um, and to hope. And the thing is, when, when these sorts of things sort of show up, it's always kind of a challenge to both the pessimists and the optimists. You know, the optimists have to make something of their dreams and their vision, and the pessimists have to do something more constructive than poke holes in everyone's, you know, <laughs> uh, ambitions and visions. And so it kind of brings people together on the same page there in a kind of creative
0: collaboration. Yeah, and that's a really great way of looking at it, because, you know, I i am an optimist typically and yeah. and you're you're right sometimes it's challenging you know you think it wouldn't be because you're usually in a good mood you're usually happy you can see the beauty in all things but you're right it's like you have to go out there and make all those things happen that's a little bit of a pressure
2: Uh, A little bit. I hadn't thought about it that way. But that's the beautiful gift of people who are born under fire signs like Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, because it's all about the spirit. It's all about tomorrow. It's all about the future. And so there's always that forward striving, which is embraced by those three particular signs. And it's the unique gifts that those signs uh, give to the other signs of the zodiac. I mean, they really stand out as shining examples.
0: Mm, cool. Well, that's lovely. So, uh, of course, you're going to you know, uh, give readings for people on the air. But what we wanted to do or, or hope to do this hour, too, was to give some general information or maybe not so general information about signs, so that everyone could get some information about what's going to be occurring for them in 2013 or what would sure. likely occur. So where would you like to start before we take our first break?
2: can go with general trends um what we're looking forward to in 2013 is uh, thankfully we're over the super moons so i think we're over the hurricanes and the floods and things like that i mean you know i knock on wood that's whatever but 2012 as you know was a huge wave that everyone was underneath because neptune really moved into pisces during that period of time mm-hmm. and then we had all of those super moons so that was the water rising on all sorts of things and that seems to be balancing out or evening out for 2013. Um, in the uh, March and April of 2013, we have a stellium, which is four more planets. Uh, it's what I call the Thanksgiving Macy's Day Parade gathering. <laughs> uh, of planets in Aries again, mm. and we haven't seen this since the Arab Spring of 2011. And so there will be a similar alignment coming up again, and that will be a time full of innovation and change, which will be really. Quite quite exciting and invigorating for anyone born under Aries, as well as Leo and uh, Sagittarius. Uh, In May, we finished the eclipse cycle. With the last lunar eclipse in Gemini, so that means that Gemini's and Sagittarians out there are finally off the hook. Wow. They're done with their two and a half period of of uh, busts and booms and ups and downs, and things will start to make sense. And then the eclipse cycle starts in earnest with the Scorpios and the Tauruses, uh, or Taurians, rather. Uh, they just had their first one, November thirteenth. Yeah, so for any Scorpios out there who are going through uh, radical or dramatic life direction changes, that would have started at that time. Uh, the same thing would hold true for the uh, Taurians. Mm-hmm. And then the big news is Jupiter moves into Cancer at the end of June for a year-long stay in, in uh, the zodiac sign of Cancer. This is good news for Cancers everywhere who have probably been wondering if they've been forgotten. <laughs> in the back of the bus. <laughs>
0: so what is... You know, I, I I guess I should know more about cancer just because that's my ruling planet or my planet was born in whatever. You see, I'm, it's such a good thing I'm not an astrologer. <laughs>
2: I don't have your chart handy, but I think yeah, it might yeah. be your rising sign or something. No, it's, it's, or, or it's where Mars
0: was. There. I think yeah. your Mars is
2: there, yeah. right, yeah. exactly. And it so, will be good news for you. Yeah. Oh,
0: good. But what, what does that mean for cancers? I should know more about them, but I don't, unfortunately.
2: Well, the, the thing is, cancer is a water sign, and there's a reason you don't know that much about them, because it's a sign that deliberately keeps a low profile. Ah. Um, their zodiac sign is the sign of the crab, which uh, basically, and this is no comment on cancers, but, you know, when you look at the food chain, the crab is... Pretty much at the bottom of it, and so cancerians have this continual feeling of having to duck and cover and hide from, you know, dive bombing seagulls or <laughs> people who want to fish them out of the
3: drink or,
2: or have them for dinner. Aww. And it's not really the case, but they kind of live with that sort of you know I'm I, you know I'm I'm exposed or I'm going through dangerous territory here, so I better keep a low profile. So that's what they do. Um, they 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 uh, deliberately. Uh, is keep a low profile in life. But no, it's a very powerful sign. It's the sign of the good mother, the nurturer, the nourisher, family, hearth, home, and roots. Uh, United States of America is a cancer. So it really is all about that dream of amber waves of grain and purple mat- mountain majesty and, and a land of plenty. And so Cancerians really strive to bring that about uh, in their lives. They open up their homes, their cupboards, um, their lives, and their hearts to people. Mm-hmm. And they're a very inviting, sheltering, nurturing, uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sign.
0: So to have Jupiter in Cancer, it's going to help all of that energy for, well, for that Jupiter, year?
2: Well, Jupiter in and of itself is the planet of good fortune and higher purpose. But certain planets are exalted when they are passing through particular zodiac signs. And there's only one sign that Jupiter is exalted in, and that is the zodiac sign of Cancer. Wow! And so that means that... Uh, really brings a lot of good fortune and prosperity whenever Jupiter's moving through that sign. So that's actually good news for the United States of America no starting kidding. June 28th. No yeah. kidding. Wow. We could use some.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow! Well, um, I can only imagine that we're going to have good money predictions well, in the, 2015. The thing is
2: then the money months uh, become uh, connected to the water months. So whenever the sun is in cancer after June 28th, uh, whenever the sun is in cancer, Scorpio, or Pisces for the following year. Those are going to be uh, benevolent uh, money months. Those are going to be the good fortune uh, months for the uh, following year.
0: Wow. Oh, wonderful. That's fantastic. Well, I'm having the pleasure and the honor of interviewing Christopher Renstrom. He's an astrologer based in Utah, and we will be right back.
1: If you been thinking about heading down a healthier path but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath Dr. Sheila Dunmerritt to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. and visit Deborah's website at deborahsilvermanastrology.com.
3: This coming March, Marie will be making her way back to the East Coast. She's excited to announce that she will be attending the Virginia Festival of the Book, March 20th through the 24th. Before Marie heads off to Charlottesville, She will make a stop in Asheville, North Carolina at Malaprop's Bookstore Tuesday, March 19th at 7 p.m. Marie will give a talk and sign copies of Intuitive Self-Healing. Find out more about these events and others in 2013 at energyintuitive.com.
0: Want to hear something different from talk radio? The choice is clear. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle, and we're interviewing one of my favorite guests, Christopher Renstrom. And we have people on the lines wanting to ask Christopher a question. So who do we have, Eric?
1: All right. Let's talk to Vicky calling from uh, Christopher's area. She's in Utah.
2: Hey, Vicki. How are you? Hi, Christopher. Hi.
4: Christopher, I'm um, sorry to hear about your mother, but you know what? The greatest gift a mother can hear is exactly oh. what you had said about Seriously? love and appreciating. <laughs> Nothing oh. else yeah, matters I... in life unless your children love and appreciate you. And oh. so that was wonderful. So
0: well said, Vicky. So well and, said. And,
4: and, and you know, Christopher, my daughter and I last month came to one of your tarot classes, and we had a blast. And I can't oh, wait yay. to rejoin I you again. In yeah, her name was Alex. Right, exactly, exactly. Okay. So how have you been? Good, good. Now, I'm good. excited to hear that cancer is going to soar this year or the next year because I am a cancer baby. Right. And I could use some good news.
2: Yes, I bet you could, and you're getting some.
4: Good. Tell uh, me what, more. <laughs> what's,
2: uh, is, is that what you wanted to ask about?
4: Yes, I just <laughs> wanted to see what the new year is going to bring for me.
2: Okay. Well, the thing is, the first six months of the year, Jupiter isn't going to quite be in Cancer yet. Okay. So that's, there may be still a feeling of things not really taking off or lining up in the way that you want them to, things along those lines. And the reason I bring that up is because I really want to tell you, don't be disparited or disheartened or discouraged by, by any of that. It's just really kind of, you know, Jupiter winding up its stay in the previous sign, and that's what it tends to do. Um, but on June 25th, Jupiter enters uh, the zodiac sign of Cancer, which is wonderful for you, as well as for Scorpios and Pisces. Because we will start to get grand trends in water throughout the year, like in July and in October and November, and these will be really wonderful. But for you, Vicki, what I would really want to uh, um, direct your attention to is the September 7th to 13th period of 2013. This looks to be a wonderful period of time for you because Jupiter not only is exalted in the sign of Cancer, but it's exalted at a very particular, specific degree of Cancer. Which is 15 degrees Cancer. You were born with your son at 17 degrees Cancer. Not exactly on the mark, but close enough. And so Jupiter will turn retrograde at that degree on September 7th to, or no, Jupiter passes over that degree September 17th to 13th which is wonderful. November 7th it turns retrograde. But that 7th to 13th is an excellent period of time and certainly if it involves anything dealing with home, real estate property or family um, or even sort of um, expanding your uh, foundation, that would be like security or or even uh, finances coming in. That's the period of time to look forward to and um and it's a good period for
0: you oh that is, sounds wonderful. wonderful wonderful thank you so much for calling in and have fun with christopher in utah that's amazing oh, i can't wait thanks so much <laughs> and have a merry christmas
4: both of you thank you, you do too
1: Vicky. all right let's stay in the southwest let's talk to rachel in santa fe new mexico
5: hello rachel Hi Christopher, I'm, oh. I'm also sorry to hear about the loss of your mother, but Vicki, oh, I loved you. what Vicki had to say
2: about oh. that. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. That's very sweet of you, and I really appreciate it.
5: Yeah. So, so what would you I, like to ask about today? Well, I I want to know everything good that's going to happen next year. But how about <laughs> how about um, I, I'd love to know what's going on in my relationship area. Okay.
2: Okay, what's going on in the relationship area looks kind of interesting to me. Um, It looks like you came up on a period of time where, uh, I don't know exactly if an ultimatum was made or anything along those lines, but it was a period of time in which you or your partner would have needed to know where things were going to go uh, forward in in your future. So I do want to ask you very quickly, are you seeing someone right now?
5: No, I'm single. Um okay. I, I I mean that I I do have a friendship that I felt like was moving towards a relationship, and um, mm-hmm. a few months ago, uh, it became clear that it wasn't, and I and there was a, a decision made there, but.
2: That's okay, so so uh, it sounds like I'm off for like maybe a few months with, with uh-huh. regard to something along those lines. Okay, because that's sort of what I'm looking for because the plans were going back and forth over this particular uh, period for you. Um, so the thing is, relationship-wise things should actually improve for you this uh, coming year and again the latter part of the year after June 28th which I'm probably going to be repeating a lot today because that's the grand trine in water and uh-huh. although you are Libra you were born with your Venus in Scorpio and so that needs the watery energy to support that area. You had Saturn uh, in opposition to Saturn, so that would have been made relationships very difficult for the last uh, two years, particularly the last year and a half. But once we get into latter June, July of this year, um, I see you dating, although I wouldn't be surprised if you started dating a little bit earlier, like maybe uh, maybe in, in the uh, May period. But it looks very much like there's a relationship ahead for you and, well, that, um, and that it's going to be a good okay. one.
0: Oh good. I hope so. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much for calling into the show.
5: Thank you. Have a good
0: day. Thank bye you. bye. Bye.
1: All right. Let's talk to Juliana now in Seattle. Juliana, you're on the air on the Marie Manicherry show.
5: Hi, Christopher. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. okay. I'm trying to figure, figure some things out. So
2: Yeah, Yeah. you have a a few things to figure out here. (laughs) And I'm sorry, what? You have a few things to figure out here.
5: I am really confused. So if you can give me any guidance on what is going on, that would be great. Because for the past, I would say, 13 years, it's been a struggle. And I'm at a point of, I know I need to clear things, but Uh I'm having a hard time.
2: Sure, sure, well, the thing is, yeah, and and with good reason, you're a Scorpio born with Saturn in Scorpio, and that is not an easy placement. Uh What can happen with something like that is that you can go through very, very long plateau periods that can almost feel stagnant in a way, you know and it's this feeling of everyone else gets to race ahead or things come together for them easily, and things like this and meanwhile you know you're the kid stuck in the classroom at recess you know copying out you know whatever letters from what was assigned earlier in the day i mean there's just this feeling that you don't seem to be moving as quickly or as easily as everyone else is. Um, And that's indicative of having Saturn in your own sign, particularly in a sign like Scorpio. But what's really nice about this, if you can hang out for, um, it gets easier, but a year and a half, um, is that the planets will align in such a way that uh, the Mars that you were born under, uh, Capricorn, will be sextiled by that Saturn, and you will absolutely feel this really... Uh, change of landscape, but it's not going to be earth shaking or sudden or whatever. Actually, this will be taking place during uh, 2013, but it reaches its height in 2014. Change of landscape sort of puts me in mind that there might be a move or a relocation as well that's involved in that. So I'm going to throw that possibility out to, to you. But what's going to happen is that all of a sudden the things that were very difficult are going to slip more easily into place. In fact, you're even under this energy right now as we Speak So you might be like, that's interesting. I'm looking out my window. Nothing seems really all that different. But, <laughs> yeah. but give it until the end of January and just sort of test drive. Are things getting a little easier, whether it's in conversation or in uh, promotions or raises or even little things like something in the mail saying this penalty fee has been waived or you know something that used to be a difficult transaction comes a little easier. It's going to be very subtle um, and it's going to be very transfusive. But what it will do is that it will gain energy. It's almost kind of like the dawning rays of a sun on a new day. It will gain energy as that particular planetary energy rises in its ascendancy, and then it will fill and flood the rest of your life. But it's not going to be an overnight success thing. It's not going to be a whatever. It's going to be very gradual, and once it's there, it will really change the whole uh, landscape of your life. So, 2013 to 2014, Um, are going to be the sort of slow emergence of this new energy in your life in which things will be easier. Part of what I'm looking at here is the solar eclipse, which impacted you on November 13th, which might have been a very powerful time for you. That takes a year to play out. So what I can certainly tell you is that what I'm describing right now, even though it might sound a little uh, vague or whatever, will certainly make sense to you in the November period of uh, 2013.
0: Cool. That's really great news. Thank you so
5: much. That just gives me so much comfort and reassurance. So, thank you very,
0: very much. Oh, that's wonderful. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. Lovely, lovely. So, so far, we've been talking about in terms of the general, you know, so that everybody feels like they're getting some info here with your wisdom, your astrology wisdom. What else did you want to speak about in terms of what's up for some of the other signs?
2: Uh, well, what's pretty much going to be up for the other signs is that the uh, there's going to be this real um, challenge uh, that's going to be taking place uh, around uh, the March 20th period, the June 20th period, the September 20th period, and even right now, um, you know, tomorrow for us, like the yeah. December 2021 20, period. Mm-hmm. And these challenges are going to be between the future and the past. And what's going to happen here is that there are going to be certain signs, like a Gemini or an Aries, uh, a Libra, in which... You know, it's it's this feeling of, I want to head forward into the future, but can I leave behind these things that have been carrying with me? It mm-hmm. might be emotional baggage. It may be obligations. It may be uh, terrific responsibilities. And in some ways, these are going to be lessened. They're going to be lightened, uh, but it's going to be up to the signs that I just described to make that final decision and move forward. What happens when you, when you stand on the cusp of this kind of a change is that it's what I call the hell you know is better than the heaven you don't syndrome (laughs) and what can happen is that people can sort of turn on one heel and go back to the trials and tribulations of what their life was before because that is more familiar it's more knowable so for those signs i would strongly urge you take a chance on your future take a Mm -hmm. chance on the areas that you're not that familiar with because the energy of the stars will support you in that forward movement
0: wow and so what signs does it affect the most
2: Uh, It's going to be very powerful with uh, Aries and the fire signs like Leo and Sagittarius, but it's also going to be equally powerful with Geminis and with Libras. Mm. Aquarians are facing different uh, areas of responsibility for them. Actually, the big thing for Aquarius is that uh, they're being loaded up with a lot of very heavy responsibilities right now, and it's more about them mastering uh, the situation in their lives. Aquarius is a sign that's very ambivalent about taking on a leader position. It's funny, it's more executive than it is leader. In other words, it can sort of govern if it's part of a group or like a boardroom or something like that. But when it's on them specifically, they can get very, very uncomfortable with it. And so what they're dealing with right now is being in charge singularly in charge of uh, dramatic situations or very impactful situations in their life. So they have to sort of step up to the plate in that way, and they're not really used to that kind of spotlight, mm-hmm. and that's something that um, they're going to be test-driving and uh, will be uh, something that will be either thrust upon them or they're stepping up to the plate, uh, particularly in the first six weeks of 2013.
0: Wow, wow. Uh, we're we're going to take a break here on the Marie Cherry Show. I'm having the pleasure of talking to Christopher Renstrom. He's giving us an update on what to expect next year with your astrology sign. We'll be right back. Join
5: Marie in Tempe, Arizona for two exciting events at Changing Hands Bookstore, January 11th and 12th. Friday night, Marie will be giving a talk on spirit guides. Find out how Marie's guides encouraged her to write her first book, Intuitive Self-Healing. Saturday afternoon, Marie will be teaching a workshop on how to manifest your dreams in 2013. To register for these events, please call Changing Hands Bookstore at 480 730
3: Manson Mitchell yields the airwaves this Friday
1: to a sporting event. But we are back live at 10 a.m. Saturday, spending two hours with a listener favorite, Deborah Wilson. Deborah brings prosperity consciousness along with divinely inspired messages from the angels. Manson Mitchell this week on Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW.
3: Become a Reiki master the weekend of March 1st through March 3rd at the Hyatt House in Redmond, Washington. This two-and-a-half-day transformative workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. You will learn to move energy within the body by practicing on other workshop participants. Marie will be your instructor, guiding you with her own symbolic sight and providing constructive feedback. Take this opportunity to fulfill your dreams of becoming your very own certified Reiki master. You will receive attunements that allow you to practice Reiki at the master level and information on the laws that govern professional practice in Washington State. Enrollment is limited. Please call 425-825-5671 or visit Marie's website at energyintuitive.com for more details. Wisdom Within is a new talk radio show featuring psychic medium and healer Lindsay Paul and animal intuitive and healer Shauna Fisher. From your lunch break to vacation, from your car to your kitchen, from despair to newfound awareness. Join this enthusiastic duo as they fearlessly tap into the depths of wisdom and help you soar to new heights by answering your ultimate questions. Get your weekly dose of spirituality with a kick of reality rolled into one hour. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Get out of your head and tune into your soul.
0: Tell your friends. The place to be is Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're talking with Christopher Renstromer We're live here in Seattle. And he's taking your calls, and he's talking to us about astrology. So give us another pointer about, you know, some general things that are going on for next year for all of the Horoscope fans.
2: Sure. Um, Well, it looks like a good period, uh, pretty much, for uh, Scorpios and Capricorns. (laughs) These are the two zodiac signs that, you know, tend to feel like they're always getting the short end of the stick. Sometimes that might be true, but sometimes it's not. They just tend to be a little bit more pessimistic uh, than the other signs tend to be. Uh, But there is this extremely rare sextile that's taking place between Saturn and Pluto. Not only is it rare for these two planets to sextile, but they happen to be in Capricorn and Scorpio, so they create what we astrologers call a mutual reception. Wow. It's very, very rare, and it's very benevolent, and it's very good, but as I was describing earlier, it's slow-acting in its effect. It's kind of like, maybe the best way to think of it is as taking one of those time-release capsules. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, a little bit over time, all of a sudden, the pain begins to fade. You know, you start feeling restored. You start feeling better. <laughs> it doesn't give you the immediate relief, but it does take the okay. relief does come, <laughs> and as a result, it's longer lasting and, yeah. and more sustaining. So these these are uh, meaning that by about mid to three-quarters of the way through 2013, mm-hmm. those two particular signs are going to be doing very well for themselves, and it's going to feel safe and secure, not like someone's going to take it away, like that they're really on solid footing.
0: That's fantastic. I, I know a lot of Capricorns, and I think life has been challenging for them uh, like for the last five or six years.
4: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and then I work every day with a Scorpio. Alyssa's a Scorpio, and she's getting married in June, so Which that's is like wonderful. perfect timing, right? Yeah, it um, is. She's this generally is in a good mood and happy, so this will just make her happier anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, for I'm very excited, and you know, of course that's around her wedding date, but also So Capricorns, all these people that I know, are going to maybe get a leg up, is what you're saying? Absolutely.
2: And so, again, their big challenge is going to be take that leg up, you know, like lighten up on the cynicism, lighten up on the testing, lighten up on the doubt and the questioning. And, you know, take that leg up and put your best foot forward.
0: Wonderful. Uh, That is such good news. Such good news. Anybody else before we go back to the phone lines?
2: Pisces Mm. is having um, an extraordinary time. Again, it was a bit of a false start because Neptune was going in and out of their sign in that 2011 period of time. And they had to contend with that Mars being retrograde in the first six months of 2012. But right now, things should be feeling uh, much better for Pisceans. Neptune is is pretty much uh, planted in their astrological sign. And so what this is going to be doing for Pisceans everywhere is bringing this flood of creativity. Uh, this really, the, I call it a soulful renaissance. You know, this reconnection to the values and the things that they truly do appreciate and they truly do uh, value uh, it's 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 a wonderful time for them it brings out their mystical side which is fascinating not only for pisces but for the world in general because people don't always really think of it but mystics are the rebels of religion you know you have your sort of orthodox or, or set religion and then you have your mystics who would always challenge religious authority who would say you know you're not being in the spirit of the church or you're not keeping up the things that make this belief so special or so transcendent mm-hmm. and so we're going to be seeing a lot more of that like on a global level in which Particularly, people in positions of spiritual authority are going to be challenged by reformers or people who are coming forward and reminding them of their moral obligation and spiritual commitment to people. So, that's going to be uh, playing out on a global level, which will be very, I think, intriguing and uplifting. And for Pisceans in their regular life, there's going to be more of a sense that they're uh, connected to their higher purpose, that they're not so much lost at sea, but they're actually being guided by uh, stars that they can really uh, plot their course by.
0: That's fantastic. Oh, I love that. That's wonderful news. I have a Pisces daughter and a Pisces sister, so I'm happy for both of them. That's great news. Why don't we head- go ahead and go to the phone lines, Eric, and see who's available.
1: Let's talk to Amaru in Kirkland.
2: Hello, Christopher. Thank you for taking the call. Hello, Marie.
0: Hello. How are you?
2: Good, thank you. Great. So basically, I've been having really... Uh, um, Uh, challenging uh, problems with my health since, uh, I would say since July of last year, and I was wondering what it was going to look like
1: coming up here.
2: Sure. And are you telling me, when you referenced July of last year, are you talking July 2012 or uh, the, the recent July or the July of 2011? I just want to make sure I'm working with the oh. right time frame here. Sorry about that. I'm already in 2013. Yeah, July 2012. Okay, July 2012. Okay. And that is what you're saying is when the health problems uh, began? Correct. Okay. What I'm looking at here, um, and what an astrologer will look at, is the moon. The moon rules over your body, and uh, you are born under the astrological sign of Taurus, but your moon is in Virgo. Um, I would actually uh, just sort of to plant in the back of your mind there, the health problems might have begun earlier. Uh, you might have started showing symptoms or whatever as early as November of uh, 2011. Uh, the reason I bring that up is because of Mars having traveled through Virgo and having been in retrograde. Uh, for your body, that would have made the end of January to mid-April of 2012 uh, pretty Critical. And so when you say that it came forth in July, uh, what that says to me as an astrologer is that on July 3rd, Mars came out of its shadow period in Virgo. That's really when a retrograde officially ends. So that would have been the revealed information. That's when whatever ails or is going on underneath the surface, as they used to say, as Hippocrates, I think, used to say, declares itself. Um, So that would have been that period of time. What then becomes interesting to me is what's going on right now currently with you, because you have Saturn forming a direct opposition to your sun in the sky. That's going to create a feeling of lethargy and depressed energy. So you may be feeling very much like the tide is out. Whatever you're facing is very overwhelming, um, you know, or where am I going to go with this? I want to get my life back on track. And the best advice that I could probably give to you would be twofold. Number one, go to a Zen place about. In other words, you have to be very open to things shifting and changing in your life. You're not going to get it back to what you think it should be back to. You could very well get it back to that, and and I don't see why, in in essence, you wouldn't. But sometimes we can have, well, it used to be like that, and we can be a little too insistent with something like that. So be open to whatever uh, the new direction is, because that's always what a solar eclipse will bring. Uh, You may not like it or recognize it, but it's a definite new direction, and it's one that Is going to benefit you. The other thing is um, I'm not quite sure if you're really at the bottom of what it is that ails. If not, then you could certainly look to get those answers at the end of January. And then what I would expect uh, would be uh, therapies uh, that will be uh, put into place, but will definitely strengthen once we get into the summer of 2013, where uh, you really should be back on solid ground again.
4: Oh, that's wonderful
2: news. Yeah. Thank you so much for
0: your help. Great news. Okay, you're Thank welcome. Thank you so much. We wish you the best of health.
1: Okay, let's uh, stick close to home. Let's talk to Amy in Bellevue. Welcome to the show, Amy.
5: Hello.
2: Hi. What would you like to ask about today? Oh,
5: I'm already on. you for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Marie, I met you last week at your reading. Um, I was the one that came up at the end with the baby.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, lovely. Lovely, lovely to hear your voice again.
5: Thank you. And, um, Christopher, I signed up for your website about two weeks ago. Yay. Thank you. Yeah, so yay for you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So my question is, I laughed because I'm an Aquarian, and when you were talking about being thrown into dealing with things, um, that's an understatement of this past year for me. <laughs> and I am ready for something else yet I don't know what that is. I don't I just want to know where things are going to shift. I just had my first reading and had five at my birth reading and had five signs in the first house of Aquarius.
2: Right. Okay. So that's a stellium rising in, in, in Aquarius. Right. Right. Okay. So basically, uh, a stellium refers to four or more planets. Uh, what I would also throw in there is that you're born under a new moon.
1: Mm. Uh, so
2: that's that's uh there along with uh, the rest of your cosmic posse um, but but the thing is uh, when you have that kind of lineup of planets, it does two things: one, it gives you extreme strength in that sign, and so where aquarians are very strong is in social networking and uh, politicking and really uh, harnessing and putting together group effort, group energy. Uh, Whatever you can do that's for the good of the group is always going to serve you and move you forward in life. Um, We have sort of ideas that that can be sort of selfless or, you know, what exactly does that mean? Now, it really talks about your organization skills with people or the utilization of human resources will always be something that works for you that also can include things like modern technology and things like that. So you have a very... Inventive and a very innovative uh, life, uh, but you're also born under a new moon, which means that you can begin things very quickly, very impulsively. Uh, only to discover a few steps out of the starting gate, you're like, "Was this the right race course I wanted to get on to?" Or, "What exactly did I sign on for here?" Or, "You know, where am I going with all of this?" You know, so sometimes you can you can uh, burst forward onto something without really knowing exactly where it is that you're going, and and that can be fun. I mean, that can be actually the way that you initiate or you begin something, and if it goes like that, that's terrific. But if it's something in which you realize "Mm, I'm on the wrong road here or the wrong path here, you have to be able to allow yourself to stop what you're doing and say, you know what? This is what I thought I wanted to do, but it's not what I want to do, and I'm actually going to stop right now and go back the way I came and choose something else. So if that makes any sort of sense to you, just in a sort of general way, um, you have to be able to allow yourself to make um, to do rethinks or to do do-overs, if that's the case, if you find yourself involved in something in which you're not really quite sure if that's going to serve you uh, in the long run. But this idea of being under pressure and um, being moved into a position of direction and importance Um, You know, that can either be taking personal responsibility for someone else in your life, or it could be something at career or work. Uh, I guess my big question would be uh, back to you. uh, Do you feel like you're really doing what you want to be doing right now with your life? No. Okay. Okay. And do you feel like uh, pledges or promises that you made to other people have gotten uh, in front of you and, like, maybe you have to uh, carry those out and that you don't really have uh, a choice? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, The thing is, you always have a choice, all right? And I don't think it's so much uh, the feeling of, you know, not being sure, as it may be the feeling of letting down or not fulfilling certain responsibilities or whatever, if that makes any sort of sense to you, uh, please give yourself the permission to do that. You know, there is nothing to be gained by following through a course that you feel is not going to serve you in the end. Uh, If it's not benefiting you, then it's not going to benefit the other people who are relying on you. Yes, you may have to deal with disappointed looks or guilt trips or something like that in the moment, but that will pass. That would certainly be better than committing yourself to a long-term path in which it would get more difficult, not because it's benefiting you, but because it's just giving you more and more increasingly diminished returns, if that makes any sort of sense to you.
0: It does. Wonderful. Thank you so much for calling into the show. And we wish uh, you the best of luck with your new adventures.
5: Thank you. Love you both. Take care. Thank you. Take care. You. Bye bye. Yeah.
0: Bye. So, so a lot of good things happening in the planetary year of 2013. Yeah. Yeah. And, and great things for Scorpio. Capricorn's going to have a little bit of a break, right? <laughs> Which is also good for you. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> we could do with
2: a little bit of a break.
0: <laughs> right, right. right. So, so things are definitely looking more optimistic, you would say, even potentially financially for the country
2: next year. Yes, but again, you know, because you're dealing with such powerful energies between Uranus and Pluto, uh, the challenges are going to be in, A, recognizing it, Uranus is the planet of revolution and change, but it's also the planet of revelation. That's, you know, the planet where the clouds part, and then all of a sudden you see the answer there in, in front of you. So it's also going to be recognizing it. But then Pluto is also a very insistent planet. Pluto says, you know what, this is what you started. You took a challenging course. It's a rough road. You can't just leave halfway through. You have to see it through to the end. And so there are going to be certain people who are on a path, who do believe that it's the right path, but circumstances are flying in their face and friends are saying, why are you doing this? But they believe in their gut that it's right. Pluto is going to say, you have to trust your gut. You have to follow that on through. And so that can be its own kind of challenge.
0: Right. No, I agree. You know, sometimes intuition, well, I would say many times, when you get an intuitive hit, you don't know all the reasons why you need to go in that direction. Until after you do it, and and I think Americans in particular, that's not how we operate. We want to know up front.
2: Oh, because it's 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 universe according to Twitter. I mean, you
0: know, (laughs) right? That's true. I mean, this is the tweet I got. So I'm gonna forward it, and and it needs
2: to be able to be applied right away. Yeah,
0: it's it's really true. It's like we we want why. That's going to be so. Why is that so important? And and intuition is not about logic. It's about a sense. There's something that's coming around the corner that we can't even see or even predict. And so mm-hmm. if we can f- and then
2: yeah. and then it also tests our friendships and our acquaintances.
4: Right. You know,
2: what are we hearing played back to us, you know, mm-hmm. are our friends in our corner or not on this? Are they curious or are they looking at us like, you know, I've heard this a million times before. You know, so so that <laughs> you know that idea of like social camaraderie. Right. It, it's a very important thing, I think particularly nowadays, you know, because we want to be able to gay you know, we we've had a lot of opinions, but what's a tr-
0: Truth, right you know right,
2: and right. um yeah
0: right well you can learn more about christopher at rulingplanets.com. in fact you can subscribe to his website i do and you get to, you. you're welcome it's fabulous you get to find out what's going on in your actual ruling planet which is a whole nother incredible aspect of astrology that makes so much sense i think from my perspective anyway it makes so much sense so um be sure to do that you're gonna absolutely love the regular updates that you get and and you Know month forecast practically that uh, you put on you the website. You get
2: your day to days, you get your cosmic alerts, you get Ask the Astrologer where you get to write out oh. a question and oh my send gosh. You back an audio file response.
0: <laughs> Ooh, an audio file response. Okay, I'm gonna ask a question. Go, we've,
2: go, we've gone fancy.
0: Oh my gosh, okay, I haven't done that for a while. I'm gonna be doing that. <laughs> Uh, and it's fabulous. And, of course, you'll have your famous and accurate um, predictions coming up in 2013, like world predictions like politics and health and all kinds of amazing things. that we'll Life, be... <laughs> Life
2: after the Mayan calendar. Life after the
0: Mayan calendar. Thank you so much, Christopher, for coming on to the show. It's a pleasure, as always, to have you. And we'll have you again, of course, in the new year.
2: Okay. Thank you, Maria. Thank You have you. a happy Christmas and a happy new year. Oh,
0: thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this show. My daughters and I will be on the air. Uh, I always interview them every year right around the holidays. So next Thursday at 9 a.m., they're a little bit cranky that I'm waking them up on their holiday vacation and and dragging them into the (laughs) studio. And then I told them they're going to be on camera, too, now. So that means they have to have their hair fixed and their makeup on. So they're complaining just a tad, but it actually is one of our favorite things to do. They're looking forward to it. Marianne, my oldest, she's an engineer at Boeing. She calls me, when are we going on again? So I hope you'll tune in, in to listen to it. I call it kind of the holiday show, even though it'll be after. Christmas and we wish everyone a very very merry holiday whatever your holiday is wherever you are and thank you so much for listening to the show it's one of my greatest joys to sit here behind the mic and to talk to all of you joyful blessings bye-bye